What is it that stops women from going after what they want in in this particular situation, becoming their own boss? And it mm-hmm. is this belief that we are not worthy or we do not deserve it. Or looking at your past and saying, there's no proof that I could ever do what Amy's doing or what Erica's doing or Brooke. And so it's so important to mind your mindset, to fuel your mind with every day I'm listening to a podcast or a book about how to be better, how to think differently, how to believe in myself in a bigger way. And it's always a struggle for me. I doubt myself at every turn, but I can catch it quicker now than I ever have before. So I also want to say, like, I am not perfect at this, but it's something that I work on every day. Hola, hola. It's your girl, Erica from America. Welcome to the Confidence Chronicles podcast. This podcast is all about helping you stand in who you are. Stop giving a fuck what people think about you. Start standing as your fully expressed self. As you are, queen, as is, there is no filter needed. You are fucking awesome. And I am here to remind you, I'm a confidence coach, a business mentor, a speaker, an author, and I am obsessed with women standing up, showing up, and creating their confidence. And I cannot wait to dig into today's episode with you. Hello, my friend. Okay, welcome to the podcast. Today, we have the most amazing guest, the one and only Amy Porterfield is in the house. I am so excited for you to listen to today's episode. My goodness, I have been a massive fan of this woman for so long. Her podcast, The Online Marketing Made Easy podcast, has now 54 million downloads. I mean, humongous. She gives the goods. She's at like 600 plus episodes. She's been in this online marketing space for over 14 years. And let me just tell you a little bit about her amazing journey working with Tony Robbins to becoming a leading expert in the online marketing digital world to now being a New York Times bestselling author of Two Weeks Notice. This incredible book. I got it right here. It is so good. And I've popped some stuff in the show notes for you so you can check it out and go have a read. Honestly, huge. Eight online courses, over 56,000 students helped, 86 million in revenue. This woman is an OG boss. And she shares in today's episode about how she got started and what made her want to build this business. And not only build this business, but she's such a powerhouse of service. She gives so much. And she shares in the episode what made her want to do that, her why. And whether you're in business or not, you need to be driven by a why in your life. Why are you doing what you're doing? And beautiful Amy shares her why in today's episode and how important it is to keep that longevity and keep you going for that big vision that you have in your life. So I am super excited for you to listen to this episode. Please also do me a favor, head to the link in the show notes where she so generously shares this incredible quiz that she has for you to find out what kind of entrepreneur you are. And if a digital course is right for you. So you can click that link in the show notes. We're going to share all the things. There's also a beautiful giveaway, which I will share with you later. But without further ado, welcome the amazing one and only Amy Porterfield to the podcast. Amy Porterfield is in the house. I'm so happy that you're here. Welcome to the podcast, gorgeous. 
Well, thank you so much for having me. And you're wearing pink, so thank I you. Know, I know. I dressed this morning, and I thought, I think this is on brand for her. So I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I haven't seen you in pink. This is fantastic. Okay, so I am so happy because your work has impacted me so much, not only personally, but in my business. It's helped so many of my students, so many of my audience members. When I said you were coming on the show, they sent me about 50 questions, and I'm like, oh my gosh, people are, they love you. We love you. Oh, I love you. <laughs> so before we get into it, for someone who maybe is like, who's Amy? Why is Erica so excited? Like, tell me the goss. Can you just give us a little intro into who you are, what you do, and really why you do it? Because I think that that's the powerful thing. Yes. Yeah, so I always say that I'm an ex-corporate girl turned accidental entrepreneur. I never had big dreams about starting my own business or being my own boss. I came from a really blue collar family. My mom was a hairstylist, my dad a firefighter. So we, you know, had a really middle class life and would never use the word entrepreneur in our house. But what happened was I started on my corporate journey and uh, my very last corporate job was with peak performance coach Tony Robbins. And I got to travel the world with Tony and the team, work on the content that he does on stage, like Unleash the Power Within and Date with Destiny. And during that time, about seven years in, I started to get that itch to want to do my own thing. Tony teaches a lot about being your own boss. And so it kind of rubbed off on me. And so I decided I was going to give it a shot. So I put together an entire runway. And from the day I decided I want to be my own boss to the day I left the San Diego headquarters to do it, it was about a year. And I put together this runway of how to leave my job and how to make sure when I left, I was going to make enough money and all of that good stuff. So I did that. And the first two years of entrepreneurship were the hardest years of my life. They did not go as planned. <laughs> no. I thought I'd be sipping Mai Tais on the beach, <laughs> tapping on my laptop, nothing like that. I worked more hours than I did in my corporate job. But through a lot of trial and error, I figured it out. 14 years later, I have wow. a multi-million dollar business, a New York Times bestselling book called Two Weeks Notice, How to Quit Your Job, Make More Money, Work From Wherever, and Change the World. And my bread and butter is that I teach people how to take their knowledge, know-how, and skill set and turn that into a profitable digital course that can grow their business and grow their revenue. And to answer your most important question, why do I do this? I do it because initially I did it for me. I wanted freedom. I didn't want to be told what to do, when to do it, or how to do it. I didn't want to be on someone else's time or someone else's dime. I wanted to be my own boss. I wanted freedom. But when I finally got it and I realized how good it was, I thought I can't just have this for myself. There's so many women out there that deserve to break through that cubicle, make as much money as they want, and live a lifestyle that they want on their terms. So I wanted to teach other people how to do this as well. And that's what I've done for several years. Oh, my gosh. So good. Anybody listening is like, well, damn. I mean, first of all, New York Times bestselling author. I have the OG copy, like the pre-order copy that doesn't have it on there. And I was so happy. I'm like, of course you became a New York Times bestselling author. Like, that is humongous. So congratulations on that one. But to working with Tony Robbins from doing that to now, you're like the OG. How many years have you been doing this now? So 14. So it's been a while. Years. Wow. Okay. So OG business boss queen who is teaching everyone all the things about digital courses, online marketing, eight courses, 56,000 students and 86 million in revenue. Am I, am I right? Is that? Yes. 
That is correct. Okay, so what was like the pivotal moment like that led you onto this path? And I know you talk about it in your book and all y'all need to go get that book. We're going to link it in the show notes. But what was that moment for you that was like, I'm doing this? So it was really so meant to be because I was working at the San Diego headquarters for Tony and he was having a meeting with a bunch of online business owners. They were all men. They all own their own business and they all had digital courses, memberships, masterminds, things like that. And so he brought them all into the office and Tony was getting more into the online space, selling more courses. And what I love about Tony is he always talks to people who have gone before him or are doing great things and kind of dissects how they're doing it. So he brought all these guys in. They sat around this big oak table and I was called in to take notes. Oh, Uh, very humbly. (laughs) I wasn't called to the main table. I sat at the side table. I took notes and these guys went around and, and Tony said, tell me about your businesses. And each one talked about freedom, talked about the fact that they were making great money, that they were being creative, that they were changing lives. And I'm sure I took the worst notes of my life because in that moment I thought, what are these guys doing? Like, I have no (laughs) idea who they are or what they're doing, but I want a piece of this. Mm. And so that kind of sparks like there's a whole other world out there that I have no idea what it's about or how to be a part of it but I'm going to figure this out. So that was the first spark that I realized I've never been free. I grew up with a really strict father and that was my first boss. It was his way or the highway. And then from there, I always had male bosses. And so I always worked for somebody else and I was good at taking direction. I love the accolades. Tell me I'm doing a good job and I would be giving a raise and I am happy. And so I was really good at that but I never, ever felt like I could call the shots. So when I got a little taste of it, that's what kind of spurred it. And a year later is when I finally took the leap. Wow. I love that you mentioned that too, because it does impact us, you know, like that repetitive pattern of like getting into jobs, maybe the things with your dad and now finding Tony and being around all these men. And I love that you shared that because you really share a lot about women and making money and our possibilities And obviously, I know you have multiple different students from different backgrounds and genders. But for me in this podcast, it's about women, right? And I listened to, which I know is a friend of yours, and I love her, uh, Brooke Castillo, the life coach school. Shout out to Brooke, who is killing it as well. And she was like, I listened to Amy say that she made a million dollars. And I just loved like watching Brooke look at you and be like, Amy Porterfield made a million dollars. And I was watching Brooke be like, oh my God, Brooke is in the life coaching space, just absolutely killing it. And it was because you had the ability to share that and say that that was your goal and that's what you made. What do you feel like with us as women, especially women who want to build a business or let's say someone's listening, doesn't have a business, but wants that freedom and wants to be able to create life on their own terms. What is one of the things that you saw that was holding you back and maybe holding us back from achieving that? It absolutely has nothing to do with your ability and everything to do with how you think. You know, I don't teach Mm. mindset. I'm not a personal growth expert or anything like that, but I am a student and I do know the power of your thoughts. And really, you know, that Brooke uh, example is so beautiful and I love that you shared that. So Brooke and I are dear friends. And when she shared that story with me, I was blown away. But she shared that story with me at a time that I had stopped talking about how much money I was making because back in the day I shared and that episode I shared, I had made a million dollars that year and Brooke had made like 350,000 at the time. And she's like, wait a second, I got a million dollars. 
Like, what? Like, if this girl is doing it, I could do it. But it never even occurred to her till she heard another woman say, this is what I did. And so when Brooke told me that, I thought, wait a second, I need to continue to share what is possible. Because Brooke has gone on to make 50 million a year for the record. She's her mosey. She's like, (laughs) right? She has surpassed me beyond belief. And so it's so cool to see what she's done. And now she inspires me. But if I didn't speak up, I wouldn't be able to inspire others. And so that story was so powerful to me and it really changed my mindset. I started to share again. But to answer your question, what is it that stops women from going after what they want in in this particular situation, becoming their own boss? And Mm -hmm. it is this belief that we are not worthy or we do not deserve it. Or looking at your past and saying, there's no proof that I could ever do what Amy's doing or what Erica's doing or Brooke. And so it's so important to mind your mindset, to fuel your mind with every day I'm listening to a podcast or a book about how to be better, how to think differently, how to believe in myself in a bigger way. And it's always a struggle for me. I doubt myself at every turn, but I can catch it quicker now than I ever have before. So I also want to say like, I am not perfect at this, but it's something that I work on every day. Girl, that's the part right there. Like I doubt myself, but I catch it. And I think it's so true when you, I, I talk a lot about confidence, obviously, right? This podcast is all about that. And I think we think that when we're confident, then we're going to do the thing. And when I, then I, that whole like fallacy. And I'm like, oh no, we're scared. Like my mouth is so dry right now. Like I'm talking to Amy Porterfield, but I'm like, we're doing this, you know, because this is going to be great. And people are going to listen to the story and, you know, I'm scared to speak on stage and scared to launch my podcast or go live on Instagram. And I love you share a lot about like the reality behind the scenes um, yeah. And I think no one knows that people just think, oh, easy for you. And they put you up there and you're like, no, those that are confident are doing it scared. You know, like we, we said it's so true. <laughs> those women and men that you yeah. see on stage, that you see on video that are selling their buns off and doing their thing, <laughs> they are doing it scared. I have yeah. no doubt. Or at least they started that journey doing it scared to get to where they are today. Yeah, so I love that you said that because that's yeah. the only difference. Like I recently, when I launched my book, I did a virtual event in this big studio and I think it was so good lineup, right? And it had all the screens behind me and I had never done something like that before. And I had to be on stage for like six hours and I was terrified. I just, it, I had never done anything like that before. I don't necessarily love public speaking. So it's not something that comes natural to me, but I thought, I have to push myself. I have to do something bigger. I want a bigger business. I want this book to be a bestseller. So there's just no discussion. I'm just doing it freaked out and I'm not going to think about it. And so I use this tool all the time. Like I have a personal trainer and she comes to my house. I'm very privileged that she gets to come to my house twice a week and we work out in the garage. And she's very hard on me, like really heavy weights. That's not my style. Six o'clock this morning, I was running up my massive heel, running down, running up. I'm like, oh, I hate this woman. <laughs> so, and it's not my style. I'm not a, nor- a natural worker outer, whatever. But I laid in bed this morning and I thought, it doesn't matter if you like the next hour. It doesn't matter if you're uncomfortable. And it doesn't matter if you want to cry when she works you out too hard. It matters what you feel like after it's done. Because when I walk back into the house, I'm very proud of myself. And so I have to have these pep talks. I literally had one this morning, all the time. And I love that too. You were sharing a lot recently. I I feel like you always share, but recently you've been sharing so much about your own like mental health, your body, your image, your your self-growth journey. And I love that because 
it's easy for people to say like, oh, what are you, you know, Oprah doesn't struggle with this or Amy Porterfield doesn't struggle with Jenna Kutcher doesn't. And I think I talk a lot about comparison. And I feel like if you ask me, one of the main reasons why women lack confidence in particular is because we're so worried about the opinion of others. Like, what will they think? Right. Like and in Australia, they have a thing called tall poppy syndrome. So funny because I'm like, we have it everywhere, but like we don't call it something. We have it in America as well, <laughs> you know, but here it's like a syndrome and it's like labeled and it's this big thing and it freezes us. It really would stop us from being who we want to be. And, and I just love that you share that more now. It feels like even more than ever. I've heard you just being raw and real and messing up and say, oh, well, anyway, let's keep going and not yeah. trying to perfect it. What really has helped you personally maybe a mentor or a book or a, I don't know, an aha that you got that's like, hey, you're going to mess up. You're human. Go be you and allow that. Has anything shifted for you or? That's a great question. I think uh, what has helped me or I definitely work. So I have a therapist. I have a business coach. I have a wellness coach. I don't always use them all the time, like every week, but I would say most of them are on speed dial. Mm -hmm. And so (laughs) I do invest in support. So I'll give you an example. I have a business coach. His name is Michael Hyatt. He's been my friend for years and years, but I've worked with him uh, as a coach for two years. And I was really struggling during my book launch. And the reason I struggled is because I had expectations. I should get on the Today Show. I've been in this business for 14 years. I have a really great book that's very relevant to the times. Of course, I'll get on a morning show, Good Morning America, Today Show. I didn't. We tried. I couldn't get myself on. Uh, I had some peers in the industry that I thought would say absolutely yes to having me on their podcast. And a few of them weren't able to do it. I wasn't a good fit for them. The timing didn't work out, whatever. It hurt my feelings. I felt really sad. And so I had a lot of emotion during the launch. And I told Michael, I'm too sensitive. I'm too sensitive. And this is going to mess me up. I got to keep my head in the game. I need to be more mentally tough. And I asked him, I said, do you have a book that will help you be more mentally tough? And he said, I would never give you a book like that. And this is was powerful to me. He said, Amy, your superpower is that you are sensitive. That is your superpower. And he said, that makes you who you are. It makes you look through a different lens. It makes you compassionate with other people. I'm, I don't want you to change that. You're sensitive and you're powerful at the same time. Mm. And so he, it was really amazing that he changed my mind around that because I looked at it as a weakness and then I beat myself up for over and over and over again. And so having people that can look through a different lens for you and point it out is everything. And entrepreneurship is so lonely that you might not be able to afford a coach. I couldn't afford a coach years ago, but you do have peers that you can build relationships with that they could be your sounding board. There's always someone you can turn to. Uh, You have your podcast. How many episodes now do you have? I just recorded number 600 today. Boss, that is amazing. 600. Literally, there's a catalog. Amy could be your business coach on podcast if you yes. until you're saving up to make it happen because absolutely. I think you've covered so many things on that show and you continue to, which is fantastic. I love that you said that. And it is important. Uh, I'm studying to be a psychotherapist right now. I'm getting my bachelor's in psychotherapy oh. coach and I love business. And I'm like, we need to be like, imagine you could rock up and just be like, today I need therapy. 
and maybe in 10 minutes a bit of business coaching. No, we need it. I need it all. <laughs> we need the support. Thank you so much for openly sharing your journey and what you do to kind of move you through those moments. And I hope that if you're listening to this, you realize that every single one of us struggles with something and every single one of us needs mentorship and, and needs to continue to work on ourselves. And, you know, I, I think typical entrepreneur and business person, all we watch are YouTubes and podcasts and listen to things and read books and are constantly growing and evolving. What would you say has been maybe the biggest mentor or person or book or thing that's impacted you personally and then one for business? Okay, so let's see here. Personal uh, Glennon Doyle's book, Untamed, was big. Yes. It, it gave me permission to mm. be myself. And for someone who teaches confidence and helps women with that, I can imagine a lot of that book resonated with so you know good. what you teach and what you're all about. Mm. What I loved about the book, and it personally it helped me, she told this one story about how she rigged a voting type contest so she in high school so she could win. I don't even remember what she was rigging, but she cheated and she yeah. told the story. And the story had nothing to do with me personally, but the fact that she told a story that did not put her in a good light. Her wife said, are you sure you want to admit that in this book? Like, that's not a good look for you. And she's like, I do. Yep. And I am sure. And so it gave me permission to talk about the things I don't want to talk about. Like, there's this chapter in the book where I talk about how I took on a partner after I'd hit a million dollars in the business. This guy believed in me. And I have obviously daddy issues that he believed in me and thought, I could help you go even bigger, Amy. And with one night's decision, I made him a 50-50 partner in my business. Oh, wow. And I tell this story about all my weaknesses showed up in that moment and what it led to. And I didn't want to tell that story. I didn't want anyone to know what I did and what happened with that. But then I thought there's a woman out there that's going to say yes to something just because she's insecure and doesn't have the confidence yet. And I want to stop her and just say, whoa, let's just think about this a little bit more. Do not do what I did. So I told the story. So that book really gave me permission to tell the good, bad, and ugly. And I've been doing more of that ever since I read it. So that's personal. A business book that I loved is called The Gap in the Gain. And um, The Gap in the Gain, Dan Sullivan and Benjamin Hardy wrote the book. And it's all about staying in the gain where, let me give you an example. You do a launch and let's say you want to make $500,000 in the launch and you make two fifty. dollars so my pattern, and I've done this for years and years, is I only made $250,000. What did I do wrong? No. I can never do that again. I beat myself up. I feel terrible. I think that I'm not relevant anymore. I'm not as powerful in launches as I used to be. There's a problem. And I am sick by it. Yeah. The book taught me to look at the gain. You just made $250,000, like usually in a week is a launch. $250,000 in a week, people would die to make that kind of money in a week. And I figured out how to do it. And so I started to focus more on the gain than the gap. And I really have seen a shift. But where I've seen the shift is in my team. It gives them permission to experiment and try things and not always have to hit the goal. And I'm a better leader when I focus on the gain versus the gap. And so that book has really transformed how I look at things. I hadn't heard of that one. I need to check it out because I'm in studies. And I think the, I think I have daddy and mommy issues, but I think that's a whole other podcast. Um, <laughs> it's so hard because 
I don't know about you, but like y- you see these things and you know and you believe that you can do them. They're like, I believe that I can like Hermoses right now are just giving me life. Like I literally they are on fire. I layer amazing of them. Amazing. Yeah. Like the new I used to watch Gary Vee a lot back in the day when I was breastfeeding my child, trying to start my business, listening to you. Those were like and now I'm like Hermoses just in the background of our house all the time. But uh, for me, I feel like. I want to do that. I know I can do that. It's like, do you have this thing in your head that's like, I know I can go to where I want to go. I know I can hit that weight. I know I can hit that goal. I know I can be that person. And then if you don't have that, you know, I feel like for me, that's where I get like, oh, why didn't I do it? And then it goes to my core belief, which my old school belief, I grew up in Boston and I grew up on food stamps and now I live in Australia and we make money. But my core belief is like, you're a stupid Spanish girl from the hood. I. And that's not helpful, but that's what comes when I'm like, I'm here, but I want to be there. But you're here. Get it. You know, you got to be on this step. You can't be over there. How do you with your students? Because I know that this happens in your programs and I want to get into all the amazing ways that you support people around the world. But like someone's here and they want to be over here. How do you support them to go stay here? Keep looking over there, but don't focus over there because you'll fall off the step and you'll you won't make it like how do we work through that phases that we want to yes so number one I have this motto I adopted a long time ago someone else shared it with me which is keep it simple get fancy later so fancy can come the bells the whistles the extra funnels the extra webinars the challenges that you want to add to your launches all that stuff can come But if you start fancy, you will not finish. Mm -hmm. Overwhelming and you will burn out. And so doing just a little just to get you started is a really important concept. Baby steps. I'm a huge fan of baby steps. So that's the first like mindset shift. Keep it simple. Get fancy later. In addition to that, I'm a huge planner. So I really encourage my students. So if you want to get here, but you're starting from scratch, We're going to keep our eye on the prize. We're going to create a really beautiful future for you. What do you want? How do you want your day to look? How do you want your year to look? All that stuff. But we're not there yet. So now the question is, what do I need to do today to get me closer to that goal? And I'm a big fan of quarterly goals. And so in my company, every quarter we meet as a leadership team and we set in October, we set the yearly goals for the next year. But then every beginning of the quarter, we set quarterly goals. And all those quarterly goals tie back to our yearly goals. We're very mindful and intentional of that. And if you're a one-woman show, you can absolutely still do that. But it's a discipline that you've got to get yourself into. Yeah. I still, like me and my husband, January 2nd and 3rd, it's like a ritual. We're not hungover at all because that doesn't feel good. And I'm 40 now. So I'm like, yep, we can't even drink anymore. <laughs> right, right. I'm in my 40s, I'm like, drinking does not work Girl, for me I anymore. So old now. I'm like 930. I'm like, oh, we are not hanging out at this place. We are going to bed. <laughs> Agree. <laughs> Too much. But like the second and third of the year, we do this, you know, at the end of the year, we wrap the year that was and then we create the year to be. And your process mixed in with a few other mentors that taught us is in there because you have the most incredible and I think every year you do this, right? It's like the the thing in January that, yeah. oh, it's planning the best. Yeah. Yep. And you're like, put it in your calendar. And behind me is my calendar. And it's hilarious. It looks crazy. But if it's not there, like it's this whole like, I one day want to do it. And then it's like, how are you going to do it? So it's like this, what you just shared is such a beautiful, yes, you want to manifest and think about all the good things. 
but also every day you got to take that action to make it happen and, and look at where you're going. And so you gave us that in our business. Because of you, we do the quarterly meetings and we have the big zoomed out and zoomed in. So thank you for that. Yeah. Okay. So someone's listening and they are picking up two weeks notice, go and get the book. And they are like, how do I do this? Like, how do I do this ramp? Because you had a year ramp that you were like, you were strategically planning this and going, cool, I'm going to do this. What's like the first step of someone that's like, I know I want to go off and do something. And Amy, that financial freedom you shared, that abundance, that running my own show, I want that. What would you say is the first step for someone that's about to do that? The first thing you want to do is you want to get really clear on why do you want it. So if you want to be your own boss one day, why? What will that do for you? Because on the days that your worries are going to knock you down, and they will, how am I going to leave a nine to five job? I'm not going to have insurance anymore. I'm not going to have a steady paycheck. Those worries are going to knock you down during that period of getting ready to leave. And your why will pick you back up. So mine was as simple as I didn't want a boss. I didn't want to be told what to do, when to do it, or how to do it. I was done with that. And I had hit a glass ceiling that I knew there's only so much money I can make in this corporate job. And I was making great money, but I wanted more. And so I knew that I had hit that ceiling. So you have to get clear on your why. The second thing you need to do, and I mapped this all out in two weeks notice, you've got to choose an exit date. And it might be three months, six months, nine months, or a year. Mine was actually six months when I decided to choose the date. You've got to choose a date. I don't want anything longer than a year because now it's just excuses. But Mm -hmm. between now and a year, what is your date? You're going to put that date on a post-it note, and you're going to post it somewhere where you're going to see it every single day. And when you see it, you ask yourself, what do I need to do today to move me closer to that date right Mm -hmm. there? Because you're going to stick to it. Because if you can't stick to promises to yourself, who can you trust, right? You got to be able to trust yourself. Let me give you a quick example. I had a date. It was in June. And so I had six months to get to that date. And I asked myself, what do I need to do today to move me closer to that date? And that specific date, I had an idea. There was this woman online at the time. She had a blog that I loved. She had a digital course that I thought was so cool. She had a digital course and she was selling it. She was very active on social. I wanted a business like hers. And so I sent her an email and I said, I know you don't offer this, but can I pay you for an hour of your time? And can I ask how you started your business? Would you give me that time? And women are so generous. And she said, yes. And so during my lunch hour at Tony Robbins, the walls were thin. So I crawled under my desk (laughs) and I have my own little office, but still the walls were thin. Crawled under my desk. I didn't even have a cell phone. I had a landline. So I took the phone under the desk. And I'm like whispering to her, so how did you create your first? Oh my God, I, love I wish there were the how did you do this? And <laughs> yes. And I was like, how much money did you save before you started? Which she didn't save any. And so it was so good for me to hear from somebody else. Wow. But that was one example of putting myself out there, feeling super awkward, asking for something that I normally never would, but I went for it. And so that's what it's going to start to look like as you move closer to moving out of your job and into the into starting your own business. But one more thing I want to add that I don't get into a lot in the book, but a side hustle. You could use my book to start a full-time business or a side hustle, but a side hustle is essentially, you're going to start it on the side. You're going to wake up early in the morning or stay up late at night, and you're going to work on it when you're not at work, but it allows you to start building up the confidence to get your feet wet in this area that might be totally new to you. So I love the idea of starting a side hustle before you quit your nine to five job. And you can do that during the runway of getting ready to quit. 
Okay, my friend, I know you're loving this episode because she is incredible. But before we continue, I needed to tell you that we have an amazing giveaway happening right now as you're listening to this episode. Guess what? You are going to have the chance to win one of Amy's books two weeks notice. And I'm not doing one giveaway. We're doing 10. So if you click the link in the show notes or DM me on Instagram, the word 356, you will be able to enter into this giveaway where you're going to get your very own copy of two weeks notice delivered to your door. That is right. Make sure that you join this beautiful giveaway. And because I'm feeling a little bit nice today, I'm also going to hook you up with Confidence Feels Like Shit, my book. So we're going to give you the confidence to give two weeks notice and get your business idea and all the amazing things that you want to get done sorted. So click the link in the show notes or DM me on Instagram, the word 356 for this incredible giveaway. Okay, back to the episode. Yeah, and I know you talk about that too. You have a lot of podcasts on that and there's Something else you recently did, the Suite, Startup Suite, I think. It yes. Yeah. And it, and it's so true because I think I did my side hustle for five years, Amy, which I think is a little bit too long. It's kind of like, just pull the trigger, Erica, just right. do it. But I was so scared. And it wasn't until I had my second son that I was like, okay, you just got to do it scared Let's and go. I was yeah. very scared. But you're right because the little side hustle on the side kind of gets you believing. You live in the two worlds, right? You're like, actually, I can have this. So that's a perfect way to start this. I think that that's such great advice. And I know that many of the people listening here, if you're listening, you can do that. Like, and it is a sacrifice, right? Like you don't go out on the weekends, right. you save money, you get yes. a plan. But what I'm hearing is it is possible for you to have financial freedom. It is possible for you to create what you desire. It's going to be scary. It's not going to feel good. You are guided. Um, get mentorship and also the book, which you do. You map out every, the book was so good. Like, Ew. You have this way, and I've heard you on other podcasts, and everyone says this to you, so I'm going to say it as well because it's true, but you have a way of making this super complicated, big thing, and I don't know if it's like your teaching background or how you can, you just explain things really clearly and easily, even though they feel like it's so hard to do. That's a huge compliment, and I appreciate you saying that, and the reason I've adopted that style of teaching is you can't assume that everyone knows what the heck you're talking about. Like, let me give you an example. One of my students, she is a psychologist. And that means she's done a lot of schooling, lots of licensing, very, very intelligent. She knows her job and she makes great money as a psychologist. She wanted to create a digital course so that she wasn't tied to the one-on-one work all the time and she could expand her revenue. So when she gets ready to create a digital course, Although she's incredibly intelligent and accomplished, she doesn't know what webinar conversions are. (laughs) She doesn't know even what to put in a webinar. She's never sold anything online, funnels, email marketing, social media management. None of that is part of her knowledge base, even though she's highly successful. So when I, I don't assume you know this, I take you virtually handholding you step-by-step through the process because it's not fair to assume that you should know all of this. No one teaches this in school when we were all in school. Imagine. No, (laughs) I think it's so, yeah, right? I think they probably are doing it more now than ever, but I really don't want people to think like, oh my gosh, I don't even know what she's talking about. I want to make sure people understand. Yeah, and I love that you share that too because you do have so many different walks of life, so many different backgrounds, so many people that come in to join your programs. So Digital Course Academy, if we can get into your programs and how you support people. So 
Uh, I'm a coach, obviously, and people might say, oh, it's easy for coaches to make money, but I'm not a coach. I do knitting or I'm a, I'm a lawyer or whatever. Can you explain like how digital courses and the work that you offer can apply to anyone? Because you've got some amazing examples of people that I'm like, I can't believe someone has it as a business and is making bank off of it. Right. Yeah, I have thousands of students with success stories, but my favorite is a woman who out of L.A., single mom, three kids. She started to teach people how to make caramel candy apples. Oh, my gosh. um, What? Yeah. And she made $60,000 in her very first launch. That's more than she was making per year. Another one of my students started teaching how to make a kitchen garden. So she used to do this for people. She'd go to their houses. She'd build out these beautiful gardens. She didn't want to continue to travel and do one-on-one work, so she taught in a digital course. She has made over a million dollars with her digital course. I have tax accountants who are teaching in courses, psychologists who are teaching in courses, sex therapists that are teaching in courses. Like It just runs the gamut. You name it, it's been in a course of mine. And so the point here is that everybody has a digital course in them. And you only need a 10% edge. A 10% edge is you've gotten results for yourself or for somebody else, a friend, a client, and you are willing to teach how you got those results and you're willing to put it into a step-by-step roadmap so people can get the same results. You don't need more education. You don't need more certifications. Most people listening right now, you already have the expertise. Now you just need to learn how to lay it all out how to put it into a digital course, how to teach it, and then how to sell it, which is what I do in my program, Digital Course Academy, that I launch only every September. So I work with a lot of beginners. They've never done anything like this before, and now they're making amazing money. And you can use a digital course as your business. Like I have a digital course business. I have two digital courses in a membership. I don't do one-on-one consulting. I rarely get paid to speak on stage, and that's how I make my money. But you could also add a digital course to a coaching business that you have or a consulting business that you have or something else that you're doing. So adding an additional stream of revenue. So the whole goal is to create more freedom in your business and in your life. Yeah. And I love that you should. It's not like the first two years weren't like laptop beach life. Like everyone thinks it is. So I feel like it's like motherhood or parenting, like having a business is this whole personal development journey where you're like smashing into walls and you're like, oh my God, who even am I? And what is life? You grow up so much. I feel like I was so young when I started and like juvenile in my thinking and it teaches you so much. But what I love is that like, like I said before, you like on-ramp people, you teach the steps, it's broken down. There's so much in the DCA. I did list builders because that was one of my biggest regrets is that when I first launched my business, I didn't have an email list. Mm-hmm. And just very normal. Oh my gosh. I was like, oh, this actually works. Like I lo- and you teach it in such a way that it you don't have to be business savvy if you're listening to this. You don't have to be entrepreneurial. You don't have to know, you know, I didn't resonate with being academic or knowing, you know, I love when people say to me, You're so techie. I want to punch them in the face, actually, because I'm like, I am the least techie person. Same. Uh, I worked out Kajabi, like does not trust me, YouTube videos. Like, do do you get that? That people are like, you're so good at tech or in the beginning when you didn't have a team, like you just work it out. 
You just work it out. A lot of my students, we study the objections, like why they haven't started a digital course yet. And one of the top five reasons is the technology. And I am 100% not techie. And the technology these days, 14 years ago, it was not like this. These days, it is very plug and play. It is very simple to figure out, even as a solo entrepreneur doing it all on your own. So the technology should never slow someone down, even if you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s, and you think like, I wasn't raised with this kind of technology. Many of my students are 40, 50, 60, 70, and they figure it out. I see it every day. Yeah, it's so much easier now. I'd love to chat about tech in a second, but Let's say someone's listening and they're like, I think I have a course in me. I think, Amy, you're pulling out the course in me right now as I'm listening to this. What can they do? What's, is there something that they can do so they can figure out a little bit more about what that is? Yes. I want you to start to think about your 10% edge. And most people have a few. Like if you've ever gone from sitting on the couch eating bonbons to actually figuring out how to run a marathon, how did you do that? Also, pay attention to when people say, how did you do that? I have a really good friend who just had a baby. She's two months in with a newborn. But what she wants more than anything is to essentially be an influencer, to create a website where she shares all her favorite finds. And she's so good at it. Like anytime I need anything, I'm like, send me a link to your favorite XYZ, whatever it might be. And she called me today and she said, Amy, I have gotten so many questions about all the baby stuff that I'm using. People want to know, what did you use for this? What did you do for that? And she's like, it's just they they come to me all the time. And I said, pay attention to that. That is the universe telling you, you're really good at this area and there's a demand for it. So pay attention to when people are like, how did you do that? Why does that come so easy to you? There might be a course in that. In addition to that, look at where you've gotten results. What comes natural to you? What could you talk about all day long? And for a lot of people listening, it might not be exactly what you're doing in your nine to five job right now. You know, one of my students, she worked in a corporate bank, but what she really was good at and what she really wanted to do was boudoir photography. Very different than corporate very different. <laughs> she started yeah. a digital course as a side hustle, and now it's become her full-time thing after a few years of balancing wow. And so wow. you just really want to pay attention to what brings you joy, what you're good at, where is the demand. These are all things I teach in Digital Course Academy, but this is stuff that you can get started with right now starting to explore that. Yes. And there's a quiz that you have. So if anyone is listening, can you tell us about that? Because we're going to link it in the show. Yes. So quizzes are my favorite because you get to learn more about who you are and what you're about. And I created a quiz, very comprehensive. And the quiz is there are three types of people who have been able to replace their income with digital courses. Are you one of those types of people? Take the Mm -hmm. quiz to find out. So it's amyporterfield.com forward slash quiz. It will take you three minutes to fill out the quiz, but I will give you guidance on your next step. And if you're not one of the types of people that are right for a digital course, I'll tell you what to do instead. So I give you a lot of details behind the scenes. So good. And honestly, like, thank you from all of us because you give so much. You are like the most giving person because when you listen to your podcast, there's always a really great freebie or a downloadable handout or a video series or a free training like I've, I've never seen anyone in the landscape that gives as much as you do. And it's super helpful because maybe you're listening to this and you're just finding out about Amy or you know about Amy and you're like, what's my next step? There's so many pathways. Even when you go on your website, you're like, do you want this, this or this? And it, it almost like a choose your own adventure, you know, <laughs> like 
And there's so much there resource wise. So please, if you're listening, and you're thinking about this, like head over there, we're going to link everything below because there's so much goodness, the book, the quiz, all the things. I want to switch gears and just ask you about AI. So when I opened this question up to my audience on Instagram, they were like, ask this, ask this. But I kept hearing people say like AI and chatbots and oh my gosh, technology. And I feel like maybe we think the same about how exciting, but also crazy that things are coming. But some people, and I heard your episode with Jasmine of like threads and like, oh, another app. And so, yes. you know, how do you keep on top of all of the changing tech AI chatbots that are happening? And I know you have a team of great people, but let's say you didn't have a team or you're leading the team. So how do you stay on top of all the new changes? One, I have to remind myself that I can't do everything right mm-hmm. now right away. And so speaking of threads, you're right. When threads, the Instagram extension essentially came (laughs) out, uh, I'm sure that's not what they're calling it. But when threads came out, there was this feeling in me like, ha, another social media platform. Like I can hardly keep up with what's out there. I don't. I don't do all the things. I wasn't on Twitter regularly. If anything, we were just regurgitating some other stuff we had. I'm not prolific on LinkedIn. So it's not like I'm everywhere anyway but to add another one. And my first thought was, how am I going to manage this? But then I thought, look, how can we let it be easy? How can I embrace this in a way that will benefit my audience, add value, but also benefit the business? So I just had to start saying, I'm just going to ease into it. When I interviewed with Jasmine Starr and she said, I made a goal, one post a day. That's all I've got to do. Just show up once a day. That's allowing it to be easy. So when I look at technology, I tell myself, I can't do all of it, but if I choose to do any of it, how can I let it be easy? Mm. And also, I do allow or designate a certain amount of time each week to educate myself. Like if I don't plan to spend an hour maybe uh, researching the latest AI type software that I'm interested in to help people create courses, I'll never get to it. And so mm. I book time in my calendar. Here's a little AI research for the next hour. I'm going to get into that. And I also get into circles of people talking about the stuff that's working right now. Now, I've been at this a long time. I have some really amazing friends that invite me into big circles, but that wasn't always the case. And I still made sure I surrounded myself with people that were doing big things. So let me give an example. When I was first starting, I was still at my Tony Robbins job. I paid for a mastermind. It was a female mastermind. Marie Forley was at the head of it. $17,000. I did not have $17,000, but she allowed you to pay monthly and I could afford, if I hustled hard, the monthly payment. And so I I joined this mastermind before I even left my nine to five job was like a month before I left, but it was 20 entrepreneurial women, many of them far beyond where I was. That's the room I had to be in and I paid to be in it for two years. At times it was hard. I I had to hustle to get a new client in order to be able to afford it, but I wanted it bad enough. So you got to ask yourself, how bad do you want it? Are you willing to find a way to get into the rooms with people doing big things? And then I ask them questions. How are you using AI? What are you doing for this or that? What do you think is working on thread? So I'm constantly Mm -hmm. asking other people how they're using it or studying that as well. So the the point here is I am very intentional about it. If I'm not, I'm going to be left in the dust. Yeah. And I love that it's like, yep, this is scary. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Another thing like the eye roll can Uh, be there. And then, ah, okay, what is this? Let's have a look. Let's see what it is. 
I fully burned out on clubhouse days. I was like cooking dinner, burning my salmon. My husband's like, what am I doing? And I'm like, well, I'm going go, to go on a stage. And he's like, what are you talking about? And literally okay. burning dinner. My children, it's like 730. They're running around the house. He's like, you're abandoning your <laughs> It's so true. I'm kind of mad at myself how much I gave to Clubhouse One because it's not really effective anymore. But also, that's a, such a great example. Let's talk about this for a second. Yeah. You were doing the exact same thing I was doing. My husband's like, please turn that off. Like yeah. it was every minute I had free, this damn thing was in the background. And it was crazy. I did it because I didn't want to be left behind. Freaking I did it FOMO. because I'm like, right? I'm like, everyone else is doing, they're, they're telling me it's important, but I did not enjoy my time on Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. And that's where I need some more discernment and what I've tried to do more. Like, if I'm not enjoying it, I'm not going to do it. And yeah. that takes guts, right? That yeah. You got to be really confident in who you are to say, I know you all are doing that. I don't want to do that. At least yeah. I don't want to do it that way. Yeah. age, I hope that I continue yeah. to kind of adopt that. We're getting full of wisdom over here, okay? Yeah. So these young ones that are listening. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. It's so true. I was like, but also too, I think like you have an optimistic mindset. And I think if anything I'm hearing, and I hope that you're hearing this if you're listening to this episode, is that we are working on ourselves. We are getting around good people. We are paying to play. This has been a podcast in my head. It's in my notes to record a podcast. Do you pay to play? Because people think like, Oh, lucky you, you know, Tony Robbins, or you've met this person or you since the beginning, if I'm not mistaken, you have been investing in yourself and working with like in masterminds. And I'm sure you meet people like there's someone right now that's going to become the next Oprah or whatever in a mastermind making a thousand dollars a month that you're going to invest. Right. And both of you will be the Jasmine star and Amy Porterfields in five, 10 years. But not if you're not investing in yourself. And so. I yeah, love we, that you shared that because, girl, I believe it. Yeah. We, we, we Like, how do I get in the rooms? You can't watch the YouTubes and just message people. It's almost like I feel like I don't know what you think about this, but like it's an initiation into the crowd as well. Like, oh, you blood, sweat, tears and save. Are you eating yes. tuna cans? Like, have <laughs> you done the hard entrepreneurial yards to be up in here? You know, it's it's, it's so true. Like, have you done the reps? And yeah. When I think about my friends, like what they've gone through, they have put in the reps to get to where they are, whether it be money, effort, time, blood, sweat, and tears. That's very real. So if you're not where you want to be right now, it's probably because you're not meant to be there yet. Oof, say it again. Right? Like you're, you're not meant to be there yet. So show up where you are. Put your head down, get that work done, do it your way, not everyone else's way, a lesson I've learned the hard way, but you will get to where you need to be. Everyone does. Like your destiny is already figured out. You just need to keep showing up. Oh, oh, damn. I feel like I need to play like the horns. Oh my gosh. Sound effects in here. I actually have the Ecamm horns and my husband's like, can you not? Like on coaching calls, I'm just, okay, DJ Erica. I love that. Wait, I have um, I have confetti. Let's see if it will work. Oh, it's not working right now. Oh, Dan. Okay, that's you know we're gonna put some confetti in the afterward. <laughs> yes. For oh sure. my gosh, I actually just love what you said there because it's so true. And I think we have to work. We have to get around these people. We have to continue to show up. When you think about the word confidence, or you as a woman being confident, what's the definition for you? What does it mean to you? Ooh, I love this question. It means knowing who you are 
and not being afraid to show up exactly how you are. And I think that takes time. We're not born, you know, with absolute confidence. Yeah. And I think it takes time. Yeah, I love it. I love that so much. It's it's like permission, you know, and you give so much of that. And so does in Brooke talking about money. And I love that you keep sharing about your money wins, you know, to keep taking us behind the scenes. Because I remember one day I found your podcast first and I heard you sharing. You said Kajabi so quickly in passing. And I'm one of those people like my radar is I'm like, what is that Kajabi? And I spelled it wrong. And I'm just like, no, that's not right. It's a weird word. I know. It's such a strange thing. And I'm like, Kajabi. And literally, we've made millions of dollars because of you saying Kajabi, you know, or... You know, I just started doing some stuff with Natasha Willis, and she very much reminds me of you. Like, she explains the most convoluted, many chats low. I'm like, you're like a genius. I can't even handle your brain. And she really is like beautiful genius. You know, she explains it in such a way. And so, you know, we really have to keep paying attention and listening and investing, especially even if you don't have the dollars. It's like we can find a way. I mean, if we can pay for these nails, girls, and these lashes and our hair extensions and all the things that we invest in. It's like, yes, put it back into yourself. That's what I'm hearing you say. Okay. So I know we have to wrap in a few, but I had a little rapid fire question. Okay. Um, And these in here are two questions from two beautiful audience members. So book that changed your life personally. Okay. So let's see here. If we go, I know. (laughs) Beyond, okay. Beyond Untamed, I would say any book by Brene Brown has changed my life. All of them. I've read oh, them all. Yes. Love them all. Thank you for breaking the rules because as I wrote these, I'm like, that's so hard. Like, how are you going to answer? How would I answer that? One that book. Okay, so cool. <laughs> Brene Brown, period. <laughs> and then you said the business one. So that one yeah, is it that you had mentioned. Me. Biggest mentor or the person that supported you the most in your life? Ooh, the person who has supported me the most in my life is my mother, She believes in me beyond anyone. And she's just always never surprised by my success. And that feels really good. That's beautiful. Shout out to your mama. Oh, how gorgeous. Okay. Biggest lesson that you needed to learn. I don't need to rely on a man. And listen, I love men. Love that. We love y'all. Men, right? But I felt like I couldn't do it without a man. And that's what I write about in my book. And that is very not true. Yeah. Yeah. Biggest lesson that you're currently learning right now. Ooh. I'm life coach on you. <laughs> I'm currently learning to let go. I recently did a podcast where I hired a CEO after 14 years. I officially hired a CEO and that's a very big deal. But she's making decisions that I used to make and she doesn't necessarily make all the decisions I would have made, but yep. she's probably making them better. But letting go is such a big lesson I'm learning. I listened to that podcast and I felt so seen. I'm not hiring a CEO, but I was like, Imagine when. And I think that yes. also shared that. And I was like, oh, could I let go of the controls? It's like, oh, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> Good job, girl. Thank um, you. Okay. Favorite quote, which is like, what? There's so many, but okay, favorite. So I'm going to butcher it a little bit, but it's by this guy, Buckminster Fuller, which is the weirdest name mm-hmm. ever. And it's it's along the lines of when you finally do work that you love, that is when you've made it, essentially. Mm. That is that is home. Doing work that you love. And and I've always believed that to be true. It doesn't mean it needs to be your purpose in life, but you've got to love the work you do. I love that you said that because I agree with that so much. Like when it lights you up. Yes. Super important. Okay. 
This is very hard, and I'm so sorry in advance, but three favorite pieces of software. Okay, this I could do this one. Okay, so, good. Three favorites. So we mentioned Kajabi. I love Kajabi. I also love Searchy, which they're competitors, but they do great things, and I actually use both of them. So mm-hmm. Kajabi and Searchy for course platforms and membership platforms. Love them. Uh, I love ConvertKit for people that are just starting their email list. I love the company. I love the founder. They take great care of you and you can grow with their software. So convert is my favorite email service provider. And then I would say uh, Asana, A-S-A-N-A. So Asana is my prod. Do you use it too? Oh my God, I'm obsessed. We were in Trello and then boards were a hot mess. So my Ah. husband's an Asana fan. Okay, I love your husband. So yes. it's my favorite project management tool. Everybody uses it in my company. We live and die by it. No task gets assigned without being in Asana. So it's my favorite tool. Mm. Oh, Hamish, my husband, is going to love hearing that last line you just said. Hey, Hamish, get it out of your head. Put it in Asana. It's not that hard. And assign yes. it to me. <laughs> yes. Okay, husband. We love the husbands. Um, I love that. Okay. So Instagram question. This is from Belle. She said, you've been in the business game for so long and are incredible. I agree, Belle. Um, How do you stay relevant and ahead of the game? Ooh. Okay. So number one is not worrying about staying relevant because right there, right? That's what's going to screw you up. And I've been guilty of it. And so I'm not my best self when I'm scared I'm not relevant. But number two is that I've stayed in my lane for 14 years. I don't flip-flop and be like, that looks fun, that looks fun. I get to have variety and experiment, but I am known for something. And that is where my success has come from. If you ask anyone, I want to create a digital course, who should I follow? I am positive my name is in at least the top five. Yeah. So that has put me on the map. Stay in your lane, get known for something, and you will always be relevant. Girl, we need the horns again. This is good. Boom, boom, boom. Okay. I love this because one of the things that you slapped me in the face with a long time ago was the niche. And then every mentor after listening to you say that, and now looking at my clients, we struggle so much. It's like over there, over there. I'm like, put the blinders, the pink sequence blinders if they want to be, and just like focus, be known for the thing. That's like, that's all I do is confidence. And obviously there's more, but like face value you want confidence, this is it here. And so thank you for sharing that because I feel like there's a lot of passive income discussion happening where like you could have 17 side hustles and it's like, oh God, you are going to burnout town, girlfriend. Like that is too much. Okay, thank you, Belle, for that question. And then last one is from Erin. She says, how do you balance, I love how she wrote it, work, grind, hustle, flow, and rest? I don't balance it all perfectly, I'll say that. When I used to work for Tony Robbins, he used to say, if you're thriving in, let's say, raising your babies, you're likely not thriving in building your business at that time. Or if your business is thriving, your marriage might be just a little bit hard at that time. Like, I believe that nothing yeah. is ever equal, but I know what's most important. At the end of the day, my husband, my son, and my dog, Scout, they are the most important things to me. So if mm. that's not working, then I've got to look at what else is causing that not to work. So I know my priorities and I know what matters most. And that allows me to prioritize. I also have great communication with my husband. He will be the yeah. first to say, you're working too much. I feel neglected. This is driving me crazy. And I have to take that very seriously. So I allow those around me to give me that kind of feedback when things are off. And so 
that helps me balance it as well. Yeah, I love that. I love that you communicate well with him because it's like when you build something like you're building, and even if you haven't built this and you're listening to this and you want to, you better be communicating with your partner and getting some really good people around you because you're going to need that in the future because things do get hard. And thank you for sharing that honesty. So many people, you know, despise launching because their like the immune system and nervous system is just like, ah, and it's like, if you're supported, you know, and you're guided and you have mentors and great people and friends, doesn't have to be so stressful. It will be a bit stressful, but hopefully you can move into the places where you feel supported. And I love, I do feel like you have a good relationship with rest. And I feel like watching you from the outside, you are so boundaried in a beautiful way. Like, nope, yes, yes to that, no to that. And I feel like you have you, do you feel like you always could say no or was it something you had to kind of no. It's something I've definitely learned along the way. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's a very, it's a beautiful strength that like you can see it. Yeah. And not, not in like a rigid way and a beautiful like, nope, that's not for me. And this is for me. And, you know, what a great place to get to. Okay. So Digital Course Academy is happening in September. And I'm conscious that that's like very soon. And someone's like, I love this woman. I'm so excited. How do we learn more? Can you share just a bit about what it is, how it works. And then we would love to link some of that info in the show notes as well. Yeah. So Digital Course Academy is the ultimate program for how to create a digital course from scratch, even starting with your idea, all the way to how to launch it again and again and again so you can make incredible revenue consistently. I teach you step by step by step. It's a nine-week program. I'm with you along the journey the entire way. We have a beautiful community and so many beautiful stories. So amyporterfield.com forward slash stories. You can look at a lot of stories of people who have gone before you. But I think the best way to kind of get into my world and just see if this might be something you're interested in is take the quiz. So amyporterfield.com forward slash quiz will help you to decide if you have the type of business or personality that would be great for a digital course. So amyporterfield.com forward slash quiz And thank you so much, Erica, for having me. This has been a really fun conversation. Thank you so much for all the beautiful work you do in the world. We so appreciate you, Amy. And everybody get onto that. Click the link in the show notes and we'll see you soon. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I freaking love you. I appreciate you. Thank you for your ears and your energy and your attention. Thank you for letting me into your world. And thank you so much for listening and tuning in to this podcast. There are so many podcasts you can listen to. And I deeply, deeply, for real, for real, appreciate you listening to mine. Do me one big favor, one big thing. Please share this episode or this podcast with a woman who you know needs to hear this. This is my mission on planet Earth to serve as many women as possible so that we could show up, stand up, speak up, and create the confidence in the life that we desire. I appreciate you, my love. I will see you on the next episode. 